This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Scott Soshnick. Every week at this time, plus Mondays and Wednesdays, we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. This week we talk sports betting with John Levy, the CEO of The Score. Yeah, The Score, for folks who don't know, based up in Toronto, sports media company, they had a TV network for a while. They had a very popular app. I believe the app is the second most popular here in the U.S. for scores outside of the, the ESPN one. But the big news for them, they've gotten into sports gambling in a way different from most companies. You know, they are the book. They're doing it themselves. They got themselves licensed. They built the technology themselves. So going a different route than we've seen uh, other companies taken, and they just launched a month ago in New Jersey. There goes all our time, Bart. That's it. Let's wrap <laughs> Thanks it up. for joining us. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look at some of the top stories of the week. Now, I'm going to do my best Howard Cosell. Oh, boy. The audience for broadcasts through the first four weeks of the season right there has climbed 4% from a year ago to 16.3 million people per game in the National Football League. The most since 2016. That was horrible. I'm sorry. That was so bad. Like, first of all, Howard would have thrown a few polysyllabic words in <laughs> NFL executives have had to subjugate the ego in last season's demise that's because he was a lawyer rate. in the past Any, but still I mean that he has to throw in a big word that was good thank you I will not give my impression <laughs> but you, no the good is good Evan never saw NFL, Howard Cosell broadcast that's true you never did you didn't know Dandy Don Meredith Oh, Turn out the lights, yeah. the party's over. I still contend I'd rather watch them now than anybody else out there. They were they were a great unit. It's a great, great booth. I loved oh, it. Dandy Don Dandy and Don. Howard Cosell and uh, Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. But anyway. Now, now uh, that I see that look <laughs> on his face. But it's good news for the NFL. Yeah, this is good. I mean, for, for the past couple of years, even as NFL ratings have dipped, they've been very adamant that you know it's not dipping as much as – the rest of TV. Yeah, we're down, um, just not down as much as everybody And else. now NFL is up, which seems like, uh, at least through the first four weeks of the season, uh, up is a very, very good result for, for the league and for the networks who pay billions well, of dollars. It, to this is it. not a shocker, but when you have your national windows and your, you know, your exclusive Thursdays and you know, the Sunday nights and the Monday nights, if you have a good game, that's good for ratings. People tend to stick with it. Despite the fact that you're getting the sports betting bump now in some places where even the blowout game, but it's within 17 and the spread is 18 and a half. Mm-hmm. People will also tend to stick with it to see. But overall, this is not genius stuff. People love football. We know that. We, we know they're going to tune in. You need some stars, right? Give me some stars. Give me some brand name teams. It's like you put the Cowboys on every week. You'll do better than if it's the Buccaneers. No mm-hmm. offense to the Buccaneers. Uh, but I'm sure they are glad to see that there was, there was a little trepidation, let's see where it goes, that everything has sort of steadied and, and, and they're doing well this he, year. Here's my question. Three years ago, 2015, the NFL experienced that first big dip. The, 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 the story coming out of the league office was always the politics, politics slowed down, NFL watching. We are now heading into what is probably going to be possibly even a bigger 
election cycle in terms of politics and around the around the wall coverage. Uh, do we think that, you know, the, the next presidential election has the same effect on NFL ratings that that this last one apparently did? Well, I wouldn't want to go head to head with any debates. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So but for overall, no. People, people, people I, like the sports, and they'll, they'll they're there. Now I can tell you, I'm speaking as a newsie now. Any presidential debate is going to beat the National Football League. Beat, Whoa. beat the beat. National Football yes. League. Yes. yes, I think we have our first bet of, 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 yes. the, of the show. I will, I will, I'll take the NFL over the debate. Got Roger Goodell on line one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I will take the deba- the debate coming in second to the NFL. All right, let's put we'll put a five on it, man. All right, all right. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Sketchers deal. Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw will wear a special cleat during the playoffs, one with the letters CCC on the heel. See, this is where I like Twitter. I'm just scrolling yesterday, and Bill Shaken out at the LA Times put the, put this out there, and I just turned to Eben. The interesting part to me, which I said to Eben, I go, Skechers is putting, obviously, a cleat on Clayton Kershaw, but they don't sell baseball cleats. This, yeah. is, this is not the actual product they are looking to sell because they don't make it. That's not something you see every day. Yeah, they worked with him to design special cleats just for him, one-offs that he will be wearing during the postseason. It sounds like next year he's going to be designing a trainer that they will be able to sell elsewhere. Is going to have on the um, same pad that Joe Montana likes, that fluffy padding? <laughs> I do. See those ads in the subway? I did see that, uh, yeah. You know, I was with Montana at our athlete VC Tech, and I meant to ask him about the Skechers, but I, I just didn't get around to it. I think that of the of all the athletes that are that are Skechers endorsers, I believe this was in the LA Times story that, that Clayton Kershaw and Meb Kaflesky are the only ones who design their own shoes. So you know it's a good deal for him. I, I'm sure this happens elsewhere. Companies should do this all the time, right? Like why not just sponsor something in the in the in the sports space that you don't actually do, right? Like why doesn't why doesn't BMW make a Zamboni, right? <laughs> It doesn't. Like, you're not selling. Just you're not selling this. Did you think about? Did you really literally just? just you just came literally that. just that's, that. that's a good idea. Um, you know that's a brand name, by like, the way, like Q-tip Kleenex. Like yes. there, there are they should ice, ice resurfacers <laughs> that are not Zamboni. Yes, I agree. Olympia makes one. Okay, but the number one brand, of course, is Zamboni. <laughs> Moving right along. Thank you for that trivia. Uh, let's talk about the. Uh, Sports betting uh, with the firm William Hill and Monumental Sports and Entertainment. Owners of the Wizards and Caps and Mystics, they plan to open a sports betting venue inside the district Capital One Arena in what would be the first wagering establishment inside a major league sports Why venue Why are you reading the, the whole thing when we can just discuss it? Well, but it says the Wizards right It's a lot of stuff, I, you know, but... What you say? I'm, I'm done talking. Yeah, William Hill's got a deal with Monumental, and then Eben Novi Williams will chime in and say the interesting part of this is that it's the first <laughs> in arena sports book. It's the first in arena sports book, and it's actually the there's actually some interesting stuff here going on in D.C. because the way that legislators in D.C. set up this this bill, Playing the politics. way they've legalized it, hmm. um, the D.C. lottery is going to have a mobile sports betting app across D.C. But there are some legal concerns about how that contract was awarded, so it's held up right now. So right now, the, the mobile app doesn't exist. Yeah, by the way, we should say this is all pending approval, yeah. regulatory approval. Once the mobile app exists, it will not be able to be used on a number <laughs> of federally owned places within D.C., which obviously there's a lot of those. And two, each, the area, two-block radius around every sporting event, every sporting venue, so where the Nats play, where the uh, D.C. United plays, where the Caps and the, and the Wizards play, they have their own geolocated 
blocked off event space where instead of the mobile app being used, you have to download a separate separate mobile app that is operated by those venues. You're gonna have to use. It's gonna a be a mess app. of different things, and and possibly works to the benefit of this brick and mortar location within the Caps venue because you know there's a good chance that DC betters are not gonna want to open five apps depending on where they are and what stadium they're in. They may want to go up to a window at the arena and just place their bet that way. Well, speaking of a mess of different things, I need some DC folks to tweet us to let me know if the Mongolian barbecue was still there, <laughs> just like a couple of blocks oh, from the arena. Mongolian barbecue I've been there, I haven't good. been there in a long time, but they like cook it on an anvil and everything gets all mixed up. So I'm just curious. But I mean, to me, th- this isn't so much even about the betting because people can do that. Like if you want to go to the window, the highest margin items at these arenas, and you know this bar because you take your kid, you know, soda, alcohol. So with the physical space, when people can come, I'm guessing it'll be open a few hours before tip-off or puck drop, open a few hours after when you're on the East Coast, you've got late games going on. It's a reason for people to come early, stay late, and when they do that at a sports venue, you know what you do? You take their money. Yes, so and they're not making just it about an, the betting. an experience is and what they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, it's a two-story bar and restaurant. It's accessible. It'll be open and accessible when the teams are not playing right. as well, right? Yeah. So this is also uh, just essentially a restaurant. It's a Buffalo yeah, Wild Wings. Yeah, it's a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> where people are going to be able to bet. And Sorry, again, Ted, we didn't mean to make it and say it's just Depending a on Wild how Wings. this process lays out, there's a chance that this is operational before any of the lottery uh, mobile betting is, is available. This could be the first place in D.C. that you're allowed to sports bet. That seems like a good proposition for Ted Leonsis. And now let's get to the interview. It's John Levy, CEO of The Score. John, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, guys. So for folks who don't know The Score, correct me if I'm wrong, started as a, as a as an app for scores a long time ago, became a, a very large sports media company, and now the newest part of your business, uh, as we're seeing across the U.S. right now, sports betting. Tell us how that's going. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the truth is, actually, it's got a, a little bit reversed there. It started out in the mid-'90s as a TV network in mm. Canada called The Score. I was called something else before that, but it morphed into The Score. And um, as we grew the television network in Canada, we sort of incubated our whole sort of mobile digital life. And that's when... Um, you know, the app grew, and uh, we, got, we got involved in sort of the digital space pretty early. We were a BlackBerry first, if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. There's still some executives around who use that device. Uh, and then it sort of, sort of, you know, as iOS and Android took off, we were early in the game. So um, built up the TV network uh, in Canada, of course, only. But the, but the app, um, you know, interestingly enough, we knew we kicked butt in Canada with the media app, but it, it sort of, you know, we were getting downloads. It was like six, eight, ten to one coming out of the states with no brand recognition. So that's when we really knew we had something that was that was pretty unique and 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 resonating and connecting with a with a younger audience. And anyway, ended up selling the TV asset to Rogers up here, and then became 100% mobile, 100% digital. And the only thing I'd add to that is even when we had the TV network, um, is apropos to the you know sort of the betting space, is uh, you know the whole approach that we took on air was more open and authentic. So, you know, sports betting, you know, you've got to be an idiot to think sports betting did, never existed, didn't exist, wasn't an integral part of why people were passionate about sports. So, Just some dude for example, named on our Benji. TV network, we had a ticker <laughs> on it, right, and the odds were on the ticker. When our guys were on air talking about what happened in the game last night, some guy kicked a, you know, a field goal that took it over the spread on a 15-point game or 14-point game that was meaningless to 90% of the people who were watching it, our guys were pulling their hair out because 
because, you know, they probably lost the bet on it. So John, it was you... always this more open and honest and authentic approach to sports betting. So, you know, we, you know, we cultivated this amazing, had this relationship with our users. We had a trusted brand, and we knew people were betting on sports. You know, four to five million average monthly users hitting the app 100, 120 times a month, 65, 70% coming from the States. So needless to say... You know, we were always very interested and hopeful that at some point sports betting would become legal and that we could attack it properly. You were kicking butt in Canada, you said. What was the content upon which you were kicking butt? But, I mean, outside of and I and I spent half my life in Canada now with a son who's a youth, you know, top tier hockey player. Outside right. of NHL rights, how do you kick butt in Canada with what kind of content? Okay, so basically, how we kicked butt in Canada was by just not being a hockey sort, uh, a hockey service, right? Like the like the other guys are, or like CBC is traditional. And listen, I've got nothing about hockey. Nothing against hockey. I love hockey, but basically, our business was feeding people and engaging with people with what they wanted to discuss or what they wanted to see. When we launched the TV network, we were the only TV network, as far as I know, in North America that didn't have any live game rights. We didn't. I mean, it was basically a, like a sports news and Oh, J- Jimmy Pataro is so jealous. He's out there spending billions on rights, and John Skipper's it's, out there cutting checks. You're saying you can have a good business without live rights? We grew up in that space. We, we, it, our, whole, our whole mantra was just think like the fan and you know somebody's got to show the game let somebody else you know let somebody else spend the millions and billions of dollars on the rights i mean listen when we had the tv network eventually we did have live rights i mean we started out without any and then we picked up stuff that other people weren't interested in um for example we were the first ones in canada to have march madness on our tv network because for some reason the other networks didn't the tsn's of the world or the sports nets of the world which were the other two major national players didn't didn't think it was important. I guess I didn't realize all those Canadians were making waves in basketball. And and actually, even before that, we were the first ones to get North American rights in Canada to Major League Baseball on our network. Now, everybody carried the Jays, of course, that was on the national network. So we had all these other games on one little network in Canada, okay? We had all these games, like, you know, 15 games a night, and one television network. So we sat around and said, what are we going to do with this? And this was in the late 90s, okay? The late 90s. So we're sitting around with all these baseball games, one television network, and we said... Well, we're getting all these feeds, so why don't we just sort of pop into the games when stuff was happening, right, when things were exciting, when the bases were loaded, the guys had no, uh, uh, no hitter going. So we were actually the first, and we called You're it red zone. surfing. You were red we zone. We were the first red zone. We were, I, I, listen, I'm, not, I'm proud of it, I'm bragging about it, but we were the first red zone. And, and, and we, you know, uh, as we got other rights to other, other, other sporting events, because we only have one TV network, that's what we did. And it was, it was... It was fun. It was exciting. It actually, and it was, you know, guys are betting on sports. They don't, they don't want to watch, you know, nine innings. Some do, especially now during the playoffs, right, with baseball. But, you know, for the most part, they want to see where the action is, and that's what we were giving them. So that was our life. That's how we grew up. And it was all about sort of trying to relate to how the consumer and how the customer uh, wanted to consume sports. And sports betting was always a part of it, right? And, and we realized that. We talked about it. And then, boom, we, you know, the other thing we had to do, and knowing we had a big U.S. audience, we had to stay clean. I know a lot of a lot of the companies were sort of going gray market, especially in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they're still, they're still in the gray market. The, the, the states clamped down on it pretty tight, right? With the AG sort of saying, "That's it. Nobody's gonna, you know, you can't operate in that basis." So, 
um, you know, there was probably a lot of money for us to be made in the both TV space in Canada or in the digital space, but we decided to stay clean because we knew at some point it was going to open up. Sure enough, PASPA fell, and like, like it was, it was, it was like manna from heaven. <laughs> you know, now, now we get to play, right? And and the big question for us was, do we want to just be the super affiliate like everybody else and do these media deals or marketing deals and, and just sort of share in some sort of relationship with guys in the betting business? Or do you want to be in the betting business? And probably in the short term, the more profitable thing would have been just to be a super affiliate like everybody else and take the stupid money that some of the people that you know and we know, how they buy their customers. Um, they used to do it in the DFS world, um, and, and now they're doing it in the betting world. Uh, you know, were we just going to be affiliate or, or tech with that? Let's actually grab the bull by the horns and, and let's actually be, you know, be the you know, be the bookie, and um, we decided to go all in. Walk us through that. Actually, you're—I don't know the exact number now. There's what 15 apps in in the in the in, in New, New Jersey, Jersey yeah, right now. Like that. Yeah, what makes close. the score different, different from all the okay. others? Okay, so so that's a good question because um, you know. If we didn't have the score media app, I promise you, for as much as I'd want to be in the sports betting business, I wouldn't be in the sports betting business. There's no way I'd want to compete with, with, with all these other brands. When you look at, at, at as we did when you know a year ago, and how to get how to get involved in in you know the sports betting business, we took a look at all the all the all the um, you know uh, the bet three six five, the sporting bets, all the transact. They're all basically betting transactional apps, and they're pretty good. Some of them are better than others, but they're really just betting transactional apps. With our view that sports betting is really just a part of sports in general, our whole philosophy was. You know, we're doing all the tough stuff on the media app. We're giving all the data, all the content. We're the second most popular app in North America. Uh, we're sending out billions of push alerts. You know, hit, people are hitting our app 150, 120, 150 times a month. We know where they are. And then they're going to bet elsewhere. They're going to make a bet elsewhere. So why not reverse the thinking? Just make betting a part of what we do. Now, obviously, ScoreBet had to be a separate app because it had to be licensed by the DGE in New Jersey and is subject to all sorts of regulations. But when you're betting through ScoreBet, you really are betting with one brand, which is ScoreBet and Score. And even though we just started and a lot of these integration points are going to be rolled out over the next month, two months, six months, quite frankly, um, you're going to feel like you're in one brand in one environment. So, you know, you're, you're on our app getting all this data. You're going to have an inclination to make a bet, and boom, then you're going to be able to do it right there. You don't have to go out, you know, once you've actually, once you've registered, obviously. So uh, you're, you, there's going to be all sorts of integrations and crossover points that make it very, very easy for you, especially with how everybody now, you know, 50% of all betting is now in-game, right? So... What are people doing? They're coming to our app. We're sending push alerts. They're getting all this data, all this information, and they're deciding whether they want to change a bet, make a bet. Um, and 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 you know, we think if we can do it properly and facilitate it properly in a trusted brand, that they're going to stay within you know with, within our home. And that's the differentiated approach. So we're layering betting into our content as compared to everybody else who's trying now to get that stickiness by layering content into their betting apps. So we think that our approach is more sensible. Plus, the other thing too is we don't have to spend like crazy to uh, you know to get customers. 
Um, you know, our customers already exist. We know who are in New Jersey. We know who's in Florida when that opens up. We know who's in New York. We we know who's on what side of the bridge and when they're crossing the bridge to go make a bet in New Jersey, like my head of sales does. You can hear them scream curse words when they're on the bridge. That's how you know exactly. where they are. Exactly. I mean, well, it's crazy, right? I mean, you know, my my as I said, my head of sales has been doing it for like a year now before we launched, right? Now he can't do it anymore, of course, but. You know, he'd get, take his kids, cross the bridge, go get a coffee, make a bet, and come home and watch the games on Sunday. So, um, anyway. Kids, get in the car. Daddy has an itch. Right? I mean, I people <laughs> screaming, right? I mean, it reminds me of, you know, some people say, why did you get into this? I mean, not to digress, but, you know, I remember as a kid sitting on the couch, in, in a city outside of Toronto called Hamilton. And, you know, the bookie had called my dad on a Sunday morning. And it would be like 1230, you know. Is your dad there? <laughs> I don't have to tell you the voice, right? And, <laughs> I can remember, when, you know when you called your bookie, you never gave your name. You, everybody had a code? Correct. I, I was NW111. <laughs> there you go, right? They, it's, it's really interesting. They never worried about telling you their name. Right. You were always worried that, about that's your right. name. That's right. NW111. Right? Still remember. It's red. Can I speak? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm always interested in talking to the people that are the book because I right. always want to know how do you set the line? Is there a computer? I mean, for example, you've got uh, the Patriots against the Redskins. How does somebody set that line, or any game for that matter? Okay, well, it's 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 that that's the nuts and bolts of the whole betting business. It's 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 having the right people who manage the risk. And you know, the first deal we did when we decided to get into business, and we know we could build apps, and we know we're great in terms of the score in our relationship. But and except for being degenerate gamblers, we didn't really, you know, on the other side. And quite frankly, that's the only reason I got into this is because now I don't, I don't have to worry about losing money all the time. But uh, we 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 did a deal with a company called Betworks, okay? And these guys are out of Vegas. David Wang, his company, and Quinn Singleton and Mark Brody, and these guys have been in, in involved in and around the betting and casino business for years and years and years. So we did a deal with them to create sort of the the back end of the actual betting technology, which we were then going to take and use to integrate into our separate app, as I said before, but basically integrate that into the media app that we have. So through those guys and all their experience, they also brought the trading team. So, I mean, you know, guys who've been doing it for 25 years in, and we have a whole team of people in Nevada through Betworks that handles our risk, sets our lines, and watches it like a hawk. Um, so uh, basically that's, and there's probably a handful of guys in Nevada that have been doing it forever. Um, and, and we were fortunate enough to, to, to have, um, you know, uh, Jay Rudin's our guy, and he's like one of the best in the business. He, I think he was with MGM or something before that for like 20 years or something. An amazing guy. And, you know, you just can't get that experience and that knowledge. So he's the one, he and his team set the lines for us, and not just the pregame, but in-game lines. And, and you also pick it up from, from some of the other suppliers as well. But we have multiple eyes watching. You watch the action come in, and you vary the vary, vary the as, as, as is necessary. You guys are the first North American media company to, to launch your own betting app. The Fox, Fox Bet is more of kind of a licensing deal where, where Stars Correct. operates it, but, but Fox lends its name to it. Um, and, and I think the general thought, what I've heard in the industry for so long is that, you know, we may not see Fox or ESPN 
operating their own book because the regulatory investigation right. hurdle is so big. Tell me, how bad was going through that process from a cor- from a corporate standpoint? Yeah, I can understand why they don't want to do it now. You know, um, listen, we, as I said, we you know we're in the fortunate position that we've you know a we kept ourselves clean. You know, we're a public company. Uh, you know, we, we you know our major investors uh, had to go through some of it as well, and they are clean. And it's it's it is it, you know listen for us. It makes perfect sense because it is our business. I mean, you know, this is not a side business for us. This is, and I think one of the reasons that 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 you see some of the big brands in the sports betting business not being that successful. If you look at the numbers in New Jersey, right, you got FanDuel and DraftKings with seventy percent of the market. You got Will Hill with like four percent, I think, and then you got the rest of the guys who you would think would be pretty good at this because they've been involved forever, getting sort of like nothings, like less than one percent. So, um, you know, and they've been doing it for a long time. You know, not, that's not to say that we're going to have huge market share right off the top. It's not. We're building a business for the future, and it's going to take time, and we're fully confident that, you know, at the end of a year or six months or a year or 18 months from now, we're going to have significant market share in New Jersey and in the other states uh, that we're going ahead with. But, I, you know, I think the, the reason that it's different is because it really is our sole, sole focus. And the other guys who got a lot of other – number one, they got a lot of other things to worry about. You know, we talked to a lot of the big guys before we got involved with Betworks and before we did our deal with Mammoth Park and we, literally all of them, all the big guys. And, you know, you find somebody who, who gets what we're talking about at certain levels. Um, and then by the time it gets upstairs to the people making decisions, their eyes get a little glassed over because then they start to worry about stuff like food and beverage and all this other stuff and brick and mortar and protecting, you know, their big revenue streams. And when they start to compare that to what sports betting is, you know, historically, it's been nothing. And, and it, you know, look at the way casinos in Vegas treated sports betting. It was the, the little area in the back space, traditionally. And well, then the slot machines started. bring in a whole lot more revenue, though. Correct. So you can understand why it's not a focus for those guys, right? As compared to us, where it's everything. I mean, listen, I love the media app. You know, we're just about breaking even this, you know, this year, except now we're not because we're starting to invest. <laughs> um, you know, once again, that's our sort of modus operandi. You know, we had a... Started out in the cable business originally, that morphed into the TV business, sold the cable business, got the TV business. TV business starts making money. What do we do? We get into the mobile space, right? And the mobile space starts to make money. Now we're getting into the betting space. But um, I, I think this is the biggest one that we've ever touched, and I don't see any limits on it. Um, and we're going to build it slowly. We're going to build it appropriately. And I think, you know, a year out or two years out, um, you guys are still looking at and talking about these other brands. and. Um, I don't mean you specifically. I mean the world, basically. But I think you know, down the road, you're going to see the score being the major player in the sports betting business in North America. Whether that translates internationally or not, who knows? I mean, North America's a big enough market for right now. But um, you know, I, I think we really have a shot if we stay true to our mantra and we stay true to the fact that all we care about is one person, which is the score sports um, user, who's now the score, a big percentage of whom are score bet- betters, are going to be score betters. Um, I-, I think we're on a path to a uh, pretty exciting time. Have you launched the BlackBerry app yet? Ha <laughs> 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 Very funny. Um, very funny. Rumor has it security is very good. <laughs> Can you can yeah, you give us? Rumor has it is very good. Yeah, that's all your president, right? <laughs> uh, can you give us some that's numbers? Actually, at, at all? I mean, uh, how much? You just raised some money. At what point do, does sports betting become the, the principal revenue driver for you guys? Soon. Is that for us? Soon. I and mean, that's, listen, I, you guys I, launched a month ago in New Jersey. First yeah, app. Yeah. yeah. So, so 
listen, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, numbers are going to start to come out over the next month, quarter, because we're a public company, right? So yeah. we're going to report quarterly, and, 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 you know, you're going to start to see it. And, again, I, you know, when people, you know, we're getting flooded, like, how are you doing? How are you doing? How was your first week? How was your second week? You know, and I, I, I kind of laugh. I mean, listen, I'm looking at it. I'm watching it, but as we all are. But, you know, what really excites me is we are taking bets. <laughs> the score is the bookie. The score is the operator. You know, we, you know, we, we made it through the first couple of weekends. No glitches, no serious glitches, I should say. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're everything that we built, and it was a humongous chore. I mean, we were one of the only ones also to build. I don't know if this means anything to you guys or not, and I'm not really that technical either, but, you know, we built the score bet as a native app for iOS. So we built it from scratch in about six months. And, the reason we did that was twofold. Number one, because we wanted it to be as good as our basic app, our media app. And number two, because Apple was making some noises about this, you know, mm-hmm. HTML uh, um, betting apps that are wraps. And, and they, they, you know, they, they may not be able to stay for long in the Apple store, So in, in the App Store. So um, anyway, we built this thing, uh, raced to the finish line because we wanted to get it up and operating before the first Thursday night game. You know, we actually had it in market. I was in Hoboken on the Tuesday before the Thursday, you know, sign, trying to sign up customers to make sure everything was good. And it was, it, it, we're there. We are there. And, and, uh, um, you know, I think what you're seeing today, which is an amazing product, is not going to be anything close to what it's going to look like three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. As we, and, and the way we iterate these things is, again, being focused on the user. We're, we're taking all the feedback. We're telling people are telling us what they like, what they don't like, and then because we own our own tech, our, we basically are building this stuff on the fly, and we're able to respond. And that's a lot different than having. You know, third party, and you got to stand in line and wait for for stuff to to happen. So, exciting times, just the beginning. Um, deals like we saw with the Stars Group, you know, is, is again is also uh, uh, you know is exciting for us too because it shows you know people are starting to recognize you know what the true value of this stuff is going to be over time. Has anybody and, come um, knocking yet? If they would, I couldn't tell you. Um, I listen. I continuously surprised that we continue to exist. I, 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 I'm surprised the you know when we had the the second most popular media app in in North America. Um, so the answer is yeah. Well, the answer is um, the answer is I can't tell you. But the the real answer is I hope nobody gets really serious really soon because I think it's a huge opportunity for us and I want to build it and I want to I want it to grow. And you know, listen, we're a public company. We'd have to be responsible if anything came in the front door. We'd obviously look at it, but. At this point, um, um, I wouldn't trade our position with anybody, to be quite honest. John Levy, the CEO of The Score, thank you so much, sir, for talking with us, because I always find it intriguing to talk to the book. And I, we, we really do appreciate it. Thank okay, you. Okay, I'm going to take my visor off now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, thanks, guys. See, I always like it when you get the book side of what's happening, because you see a lot of uh, – products out there it's like bet this game bet that game bet this point bet that point but i want to see how the bookies make the line and uh it was really cool how mr levy explained that i'm amazed that this company in canada with whatever they were showing me it wasn't hockey they actually said away from hockey was getting so much business from the u.s and they said it just makes sense rather than be the book and then layer on some content they were the content 
and they layered on the book and people found it in the one spot and it seems to have what people want to see. Yeah, and I can tell you, I, I've talked to almost all the apps that have launched in New Jersey. Everybody says they want to do something different than what other people are doing. And for the most part, they all kind of look the same. If John is serious and over time, if they evolve the score app to be something that you can bet while you're watching a piece of video content, while you're reading a story about James Harden, you can bet his points on that night. Uh, if that's all seamlessly integrated as he described, that is something that's actually different than what we see right now just choosing a game, choosing a line, How deep? Imagine what you could go if you were reading an analytics article sort of back-to-back against this particular defender at home, and he generally, I mean, and then, you know what? Yeah, I like I this argument. This. I like yeah. this argument. Here's, Here's 10 bucks on Harden to go over. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, yep. and, and, you know, if people for who want to compare the score to Foxbet, again, Foxbet is really a licensing deal. You yeah. know, Fox is putting its name on uh, a, a, a product that's created by the Stars Group. That may change over time, too, but it does seem as though the way the score has gone about this, there are options out there that give them something that other sports betting apps don't and can't do right now. My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since the kids. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and proud. Bloomberg Business of Sports, the number of the week. Time now for the number of the week. Easy one, fellas. No, we did not discuss it this week. 103. 103. Very timely. Very timely baseball postseason. Oh, that's the um, the combined uh, payroll of the A's and the Astros and the <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> no, but that was a good guess. I, I see where you're going. Okay, I think that'd probably be high. Yeah, it's yeah, probably it high. Might yeah. Be. yeah. Uh, but I don't but know. think about think about it. You were you guys were the payroll gap between no. the Tampa Bay Rays no. and the Houston Astros. No, no. no. Think about Three. timely. You mentioned think of the four major food groups. The NFL, NFL, the NBA, NHL, NBA, NHL, NHL, 103. Yes, just... the 103rd season oh, of the NHL. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Brutal. Yeah. All right. That's because y'all didn't get it. That's all right. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week for you at the same time. Plus, online, wherever you get your podcast, you can catch those Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm Evan Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams. You know, we got to get Bettman on soon to talk about the NBA's media deal. They're yes. up first. NHL's yes. media deal. Uh, what did I say? NBA. Yeah, absolutely. I talk heard about, you talking. Okay, yeah, and I, I have hockey on my mind so much. Yeah, we need to get Gary Bettman on. I'm, I'm very interested to see. They've got first mover status, and it's valuable content. Let's see what he thinks is going to happen. I am Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. Thanks for joining us. Please tune in next week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.